You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. Well, I mean, these pork, this is the reason we're going for these things because, you know, they, and, you know, it sounds outlandish because we're sitting here at 50 million, but you, you can turn it into a billion dollar company in, in very, very little time. Thank you for tuning in to Mining Stock Education. I'm your host, Bill Powers. About a month ago, I interviewed Pierre Lassonde, the mining billionaire and entrepreneur. And as part of that interview, I asked him what were the best investment that he sees in the resource sector. And he quickly responded, that he likes copper gold projects. Large copper gold projects is where he sees the greatest value, both for the obvious uh, reasons why us gold investors invest in gold, but also because of copper and the increasing need for it in the electrification and the trends that we're seeing in our world. So my guest today is Sean Wallace. He's a returning guest. He's the executive chairman of Torque Resources, one of our sponsors. Sean is a longtime partner with Ivan Bebic, formerly of Oren Resources and Keegan and Caden resources where they had great success. So when you think about Ivan Bebek and being a young, successful mining entrepreneur, uh, you can't think of Ivan without thinking of Sean. So Sean, welcome on to the program. And you just acquired a very prospective copper gold project there in Chile. Uh, talk us through this. What is the significance and what should investors look for? Great. Well, thank you, Bill. Um, you know, this what this is really the significance of this is when I came on last time, I talked about that we'd assembled a team and we'd found a way to work amid this pandemic and the restriction of travel and so forth. And, you know, we really believed that was the right move. But now we're starting to see that the fruit that that bears. Um, the, the speed with which the things that we're trying to achieve in Chile has is really taken on a much better cadence. Um, and you saw that with the news release that we just put out with the acquisition of the Margarita uh, Copper Gold project. Um, the significance of it is that it is the kickoff asset for the company. We said we were going to do this, and this is sort of the first really tangible piece of uh, of achievement, if you will, that, that we were actually acquiring things. We're, we're Finding find ways to deliver value, and uh, and unearth the out the value. Um, so it also you know is the first in a, what's going to be a number of acquisitions in this space. We're going to build out a portfolio of of, uh, of assets that have the capability to become large scale. The type of assets that uh, Pierre Lassonde was referring to that he liked so much. We we feel very much the same way. So this project is in Chile. Why did you settle on Chile for this project? And also maybe talk about the belt that it's in, because my understanding, it's a very prospective belt. Yeah, some of the Cordillera belts, there's a bunch of mines on it, big, profitable, long-term mines. Again, one of the characteristics of, of these big copper gold projects. Well, one thing, this one's only 65 kilometers north of Copiapó. It's 100 flights a day in there, international. I mean, it's, it's just a fantastic place to be able to sort of um, have close by for infrastructure and so forth. Um, you know, obviously, Chile's got a, a long and storied uh, mining history. It's, a, it's full of very, very competent technical people. Uh, you can, the, the, the mode of doing business down there, it lines up with us so we can get things done. Um, you know, you don't always find that when you go to different jurisdictions. So uh, fortunately, Chile is a place like that. They have rigorous uh, regulations, as they should, as we do here in North America. And I'm all for that. Uh, but as long as you have a set of rules that you know what you have to do and you just go do it. 
So there are some historic drill holes, I understand. Uh, talk us through what are the, what does this data that you get with the project mean to you? And also um, why didn't the previous group acquire it? What's a little more of the history of the project? Well, the, the project was being held um, by a family for the last several years. And so there wasn't a whole lot was done. And often in, in countries like Chile, you find the, the, uh, families that are almost institutions, if you will, in their own, in their own, in their own uh, area. So it, uh, so it's you know it makes it interesting to try to acquire it from from uh, from that kind of a structure. Um, so there hasn't been a lot of drilling on this project. Certainly, there has been no drill testing of what we're after. Um, you'll see referenced in the news release that there is like a, a copper oxide resource, not forty three one one compliant. So I can't rattle off the numbers, but it's about a half a percent copper. But that's not why we're there. But it is why we're there because we're not there to mine that. We don't think that's the end of the story. We think. That near-surface oxide had to come from somewhere. There's some geophysics that's been done on the project that um, indicates that that thesis is, is headed in the right direction. So the first thing we're going to do when we get that there is go tighten up that uh, the geophysics spacing. It's a, it's a method called IP. It's been used for a long time. I've worked with it for 35 years on all various porphyry projects I've worked. A lot of them are mines now. And... Um, it's an extremely effective way just for that specific type of deposit. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're really um, quite optimistic. And we're also uh, happy that we have a project here that, you know, look, it's either going to be there or it's not. And, and it, because these are going after large scale projects like this, they're also better, easier to explore because you're not going after some discrete thin gold veins or, you know, I've, we've all, I've done that also. And it, it, well, it can be very exciting. It, it's, it's a bit more nail biting here. The science behind it is a little more straightforward. And also you're not looking for needles and haystacks. You're looking for the haystack. So we're basically looking at some surface work then in Q2 and then drilling in Q3. Would that be the expectation? Yeah, I think we can, we'll be up and drilling in three to four months. Um, you know, we'll have to go through a, a small permitting process, but it's not like, again, not like other jurisdictions where that can take months and months and months. People are getting permits there. Drills are available. Um, it's at a lower elevation, this particular project. So we'll be able to work most of the year. There's times where they're better than others, but you can do it. It's not like in the high coral area where sometimes you just, you, it's, it, you just can't, you can't get there. There's too much snow. So you reference uh, future acquisitions. You're in the works of more projects because exploration is high risk, high reward. Sometimes you think it looks good on surface, but it's not there underneath. So investors aren't just looking at a one project company, are they? No, absolutely not. I mean, obviously today that's what we are because we only have one project landed, but I would like to encourage people to stay tuned because there's a lot more to come from us. Yeah, a question I had as I read through the press releases, I'm obviously an investor in your other companies, Sombrero Resources, for example, which is in Peru and has a big uh, copper gold project there. Uh, the question was in my head, well, why didn't they just roll this project into that company? And I'm sure other investors might think the same because you and your group control several companies. Why did this project land specifically in Torque Resources? Well, there's a number of reasons. Uh, one, we had made the decision, and you referenced the uh, the companies we haven't approved, but that they came from Orin. And at that time, we rationalized the split of, of Orin into three distinct entities for very specific reasons, and they were sort of set up in a way that it really wouldn't have made sense to marry a Chilean asset with the Peruvian one. Um, we, I mean, uh, Sombrero is, is a fantastic opportunity. I'm very excited about that one coming uh, to market. Um, you know, and when you think about it, the other reason that we split the company up was because we were being undervalued 
when you stuff all those assets in, in one company, all those jurisdictions in one company is confusing. Some people don't want uh, copper in Peru and gold in, uh, you know, Quebec. And, and so that's why we had to, you know, get it into a more focused uh, um, configuration of companies, if you will. And so then it wouldn't make any sense then to go in, in, in muddy the waters again by adding this Chilean thing with the Peruvian uh, assets. So, you know, we, we, we've decided to go back to the way we always did things. Uh, Orange was atypical for us. The reason we stuffed so many assets in is because we had um, a couple of those were takeovers. The reason we did that was because we had currency in Orange. Torque didn't really have currency. It was our other sister company. It sort of sat there with cash in it. But if we would have, say, undertaken some of those takeovers we did in Orange with Torque, we would have, the dilution would have been not in our favor and certainly not in our shareholders' favor. And the treasury sits right now in Torque, as you mentioned, it's cash up nine million. Is that right? That's about eight, eight and a half right now. Okay. Yeah. And so, what with that money on hand? Obviously, you don't need to raise money right now. But what type of drill program? You usually go big at big targets, right? Yeah, we go big. Um, but again, the good news on this stuff is that you know you can drill, you can cover a lot of ground uh, with fewer drills. If that makes sense to you, you can have big spacing because you're not. If you're a few hundred meters apart with a drill hole, well, there's not going to be a high-grade gold vein down the middle on one of these that you're going to miss. So you don't have to do this tight space up there. So here you can take big step outs, and then once you get a sniff of something, then you tighten it up and try and figure out the deposit. So, um, you know, I think we have an approved budget of about $4 million uh, from the board. Uh, but that always can be amended. If we start having success, obviously, we'll spend more quickly. Um, but certainly, to point, uh, we are financed. Um, you know, if we start making other acquisitions, obviously, uh, which we said we're going to do, so uh, there will be need for additional capital at some point, but certainly not in the uh, immediate term. Sean, final question. Uh, your and Ivan companies uh, historically traded at premium because of your past success. Also, because as I've observed you, how you raise money, you get some of the lowest cost of capital and least dilutive financings out there in the junior space. So investors should factor that in when they look at your market cap right now, which I think is around $50 million. Talk to us about if you're successful and you discover what you want to, what would that mean for your market cap valuation? Well, I mean, these poor, this is the reason we're going for these things because, you know, they, and, you know, it sounds outlandish because we're sitting here at 50 million, but you, you can turn it into a billion dollar company in, in very, very little time. Um, you know, the, 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 you know, the downside to these types of deposits, they're, they're so big, there's only a handful of companies on earth who would then perhaps be your suitor to take you over. But that's okay. I think there's enough of a demand. Uh, for, for these base and precious metals, particularly, you know, copper gold is, is I think, a real sweet spot to be. The website is Torque Resources, and that's Torque with a Q. Uh, the ticker symbol in Toronto is T-O-R-Q. And on the OTCQX, you can find it under T-R-B as in boy, M-F. Sean, really appreciate the update, and we'll be touching base with you again. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. 
The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty or a hundred thousand dollars, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility—certainly not the certainty—but the possibility of ten-for-one returns, as there is in small-cap and micro-cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks, and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector, and it's so volatile that either you could really, you could do really, really well, or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident, and just do your work as best you can. Do your very best, but don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because、um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met, you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents. But it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal, legal, or investment advice, or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors, and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on MiningStockEducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature, and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.